What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? It's your boy B to the L A K K A Blacker. Y'all know the name. Y'all know the game. And I'm sitting here in Lynchburg City. It's cold as hell today, y'all. I mean, it was like I think it's I want to say it's probably in the 20s or something like that out there today. Anytime I got to put on a coat, man, you know it's cold out there. But yo, guess who's back in the news again? Old boy A B Antonio Brown for non-football listeners. Um. So, apparently, he uh, settled that sexual assault um, with this uh, trainer, or his ex-trainer now, Brittany Taylor, and apparently he has settled it for $2.7 million, and the reason why everybody know by now that he settled it for $2.7 million is because Mr. Dumbass felt the need to hit up his IG account and post it. So I guess he posts a picture of the check or the agreement or whatever. And I'm quite sure it was against his lawyer's wishes. Because anybody with the mustard seed for a brain should know if they don't know. That those type of things like that are pretty much kept confidential. You know. And for him to go and blast it all over social media... But I guess that's the age that we live in now. You know what I mean? Like, anytime, anything of any significance or importance, um, people just feel the need to just blast it all over social media for everybody to see, like, and comment on. And then sometimes they get, well, no, sometimes in it, all the time they'll get pissed if they don't get the, a certain amount of likes or comments that they were fishing for. But uh, every, I know in my first pop, my first podcast, uh, the first show I ever did was about Antonio Brown and the uh, things that he was doing as far as with the football teams that he was on and how he was treating his baby mother. And um, I was on that bandwagon with everybody else that was screaming for help. You know what I mean? Antonio Brown needs help. He needs help. And, like, you know what? Fuck that. Antonio Brown is nothing more than a spoiled brat with a whole bunch of money right now and don't know what the fuck to do with it. So instead of, like, you know... I'm not saying he's got to go all LeBron on us and build a school and I promise and all that kind of stuff, but he could do something a lot more constructive with his money as opposed to continue to keep giving it to the court systems and, and, and uh, you know, having lawsuits pinned against him and paying those off and all of that. I mean, a lot of his money has been tied up into legal fees for God knows how long. If y'all remember last year before the season had even started, He was trying to uh, take the NFL to court over the helmets and things of that, things of that nature. He was complaining about not having the proper helmet that he wanted to go out there and play on the field with, and he acted like a clown and ended up uh, getting his weight kicked out of Oakland, landed in New England, and that's when the uh, allegations about the sexual assault had popped up again. Because I had heard about him prior to that. And so then New England cut ties with him. He goes on Instagram and goes on a rent screaming about uh, Robert Kraft's business, about the whole massage parlor situation. Um, you know, he goes Facebook Live or Instagram or whatever and while insulting his mom in front of his kid. And the police is standing out there 
Then he received a bunch of his goods from the West Coast in a moving truck and didn't want to pay the bill, so he decided he was going to take his personal belongings off the truck without paying, and the driver of the truck had to call the police about that. So he's been, you know, donating a lot of money to the police in Hollywood, California. And, you know, I just feel like he could have had something a lot more constructive to do with this money as opposed to just keep giving it away. But I don't know, maybe that's just me, man. The one thing I do know is that I've jumped off the bandwagon as far as Antonio Brown needing help. Antonio Brown needs his ass whooped, pretty much. That's what he needs. Help, he, he, he missed the help train a long time ago. long time ago. But that's what happens when you give a fool money. And... As the old book says, a fool will soon part ways with his money. And that's what he seems to be doing right now. So, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I would love to sit here and say hopefully he gets help or whatever. But, man, I've gotten to the point now where I just don't give a fuck. You know, I I, I don't... I'm, I'm quite sure he's going to be in the NFL again this uh, upcoming season because... It's not the talent that's been questioned about Antonio Brown. It's just, I guess, uh, his mental capacity, if, to say the least, or lack thereof. Um, but, yeah, like I said, somebody's going to give him a chance again. He's, he's uh, putting himself out there right now in the sense of screaming about he, he wants another shot with the Oakland Raiders. And I really don't see how that's going to help or happen when they still have, if I'm correct, Mark Mayock as the uh, general manager. If, for those who didn't hear about it or whatever, um, during that last preseason last year when he was an Oakland Raider, and he started to throw the team up under the bus, he uh, went somewhere and was supposed to I guess it was something like a steam room or something. I don't know the nature of it, but he went. It, it wasn't a steam room. It was somewhere where it was cold, and he went into place without having the proper attire on his feet, and he ended up getting frostbite on his feet. You know, and then like I spoke about a second ago with the helmet situation and not showing up for practice and going on Instagram and having personal discussions with the head coach and leaking emails and telephone calls and things. You know, just a whole bunch of kid shit. You know, and I really don't see how after you can burn the bridge like that, you're able to cross cross it again. But it is the NFL, and I've seen weirder things happen. And as I continue to stay in the NFL, on former Seahawks quarterback Trayvon Boykin was uh, sentenced to three years Wednesday after pleading guilty in Texas to beating his then-girlfriend, Shabrika Bailey, yeah, Shabrika Bailey, allegedly, in uh, March of 2018, and apparently he had broke her jaw in two different places, man, like, damn, uh, they were having an argument at the time, <clears throat> but he was charged with aggravated assault, and uh, it's just crazy, man, like, I remember this kid, I remember when this guy played college ball for the, uh, TCU, the Froghorns, and he was a real good quarterback in college, man. He he was actually competing against guys like uh, what's the guy's name in 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 uh, Baltimore, uh, the Jackson kid, 
and he's also you know competed against a host of others like Baker Mayfield and pretty much a lot of the young quarterbacks that came out within the past two or three seasons and he was right there with them in that draft class and he was one of the quarterbacks that was highly thought of and being talked about and you know get to the NFL and he played in preseason games but you're not going to really get any starting time behind Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson seems, seems to know how to stay healthy, take care of his body. So Trevon was just pretty much on the sideline with the head with the headphones on and the clipboard in his hand. And he would see action, you know, if this uh, Seahawks were blowing somebody out or, like I said once before, in preseason. But I do remember, you know, the kid, the kid college career, though. He was a damn good quarterback, and it's sad to see him in a situation like this right now. I hope everything works out works out for him. But um, to break our jaw in two different places, man, like, I mean, you're kind of lucky you got off with just three years. And I'm also reading reports that after he should be up for parole after a year, and they also got him on a charge of uh, tampering with the witness, along with the assault, man. And I don't know if he had any kids with her or anything like that. I just hope they, you know, he's a guy that could possibly use some help. Just because, for one, this is the first time, to my knowledge, of anything happening like this with him. And, uh, you know, hopefully he can get some help or whatever. But, man, these, it's, you know, the... These guys in the NFL, man, this domestic violence have went back so far with this in the NFL. And the NFL, they're trying to, they're so behind on this type of, this particular issue as far as domestic violence in the NFL, man, it's it's, it's sad. So it's going to be interesting. They don't really need to punish him because he's, he's, he's doing punishment right now. So... Will he be eligible to return to the NFL after a three-year stint or possibly a year stint uh, after he's up for a parole, assuming that he has good behavior that first year in prison? Who knows? But these things like this have happened all, all too many times and so many times, and it's just crazy, man, that these guys can't get it together. They must understand that they are not the normal man size they are they are you know like these guys are six foot something 200 and some odd pounds and run 440s and shit like that man like you know you guys got bodies that could easily kill somebody without even fucking trying to be honest with you so Travon I hope you get some type of treatment counseling whatever while you're inside of the uh, penitentiary and you know I hope uh, the young lady that was attacked by him can get some type of closure now she don't have to worry about looking over her shoulder or anything like that at least for the foreseeable future anyways now y'all remember the rapper Takashi 69 like this motherfucker went to jail and told on everybody and their mother. I mean, he told that Cardi B is, is, is a blood, and you know, he solved a couple of murders on how to get away with murder. I think he performed surgery on Grey's Anatomy, 
put out fires on Chicago <laughs> fire. <laughs> well, y'all, the, <laughs> he just got told on everybody, man. But, you know, that's the thing about a lot of rappers in the rap game, man. You got fake gangsters out there, bro. And then when the shit hits the fan and shit gets real for you, and then, you know, not to say all of them, but this kind of shit right here happens. This kind of shit right here happens, man. It's It's, it's a... You know, I never took the clown serious anyway, man. I mean, somebody with all that type of hair coloring and all those markings on their face like that, man, ain't nothing gangster about that fucker. That's nothing more than an attention seeker. That's all that was. And he, you know, like a little toddler who got into some paint or whatever and just decided to have fun with it. But nevertheless, though, uh, a guy named Al Jeremiah Mack uh, was a a nine-tray gang member. And he was brought down by Takashi 69 and this guy got 17 years in the pen for gang activities. And I'm like, God damn. Like, that's tough right there, bro. Now, now, you know, and they, he was a high official. He was in the high ranking. So, uh, Takashi, you ain't going to be able to sleep at all, bro. Like, I don't know what the fuck you was thinking about. Either way, I don't, what, what I don't think this guy understands is that either way he's dead. Had he stayed in prison, somebody in there would have killed him. And I think being outside, somebody is definitely going to kill his ass. He's going to have a hit on him. Um, I'm not calling for nobody's death, but it wouldn't surprise me if before this year out, we hear about Takashi 69 getting murdered somewhere. I can see it coming, man. I mean, this is a... You know, you can't be a, a, a street guy, and this is the ultimate street code in the streets, man, you know, stitch, snitches wind up with stitches, everybody know what that means, everybody didn't heard that before, and Takashi, you're no exception to the rule, bro, and, uh, you know, I hope you got money to keep security with you, because you're going to need it, uh, you, you, whatever little rap career you had, that shit's over with, nobody going to want to work with you, no producer, no rapper, no, no, Record labor, nothing, bro. So, I hope you, you know, hope all your money ain't going into lawyer fees and, you know, all of that crazy shit, man. Because it took a lot for you to get out, bro. And it took a lot of names and a lot of money for you to get out. I wish you all the best in the world. No, I don't. (laughs) Somebody go get your ass, man, I swear. Somebody gonna get him, man. Well, yo, Jay-Z filed a civil lawsuit against the uh, Mississippi Department of Corrections on behalf of 152 inmates at the state penitentiary alleging barbaric conditions. Now, the uh, name of the uh, penitentiary penitentiary is Parchment Prison. And is accused of uh, abhorrent conditions, man. Now, from what I'm hearing... And Jay-Z said that the inmates were being abused and contestant violence. It was inadequate health care and mental health care and overuse of isolation. Nine inmates so far has been has been uh, has died in this prison this year alone. And I'm like, damn, like I didn't even know anything about this. I didn't hear anything about it or read up on it or anything like that but it's good that he's bringing awareness to this type of situation man because I've, I've you know i've heard a lot of sick stories about 
you know, prison and the conditions in a lot of them, man. And to a certain degree, like, it's it's a tug of war. It's, you know, everything is a, is a balance in this world. And uh, prison, first and foremost, ain't supposed to be comfortable. Now, when they get this talking about aborted um, situations and things like that and how you know, just horrifying and unhumane situations is and stuff like that, then I get it on that end right there. But let's, let's make no mistake about it. Prison is, is, is not supposed to be plush. It's not supposed to be a place where you can get the best food and, you know, the best medical treatment. And it's, it's supposed to be a punishment. And, and, and this is coming from someone who has been locked up. So it's Let's, let's make it perfectly clear. I'm not somebody that sits on top of a mountain and, you know, look down on others or have never been anything, been, been through anything. I, I myself has been into the, uh, the injustice system, as I would like to call it. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, but like I said, and then on the other hand, though, man, I, I've seen, like, some of the conditions... Myself, man, having to sleep on the floors and the the heat don't work, and you know what I'm saying, just you know. And I'm quite sure I don't think any of my conditions was as bad as the ones the inmates in this prison were describing in a documentary. But uh, at the same time, I did put myself there too, and not to say that there aren't any innocent people in there, but most of the people that are locked up are guilty. <laughs> And, you know, it just is, man. But hopefully, uh, you know, he can win this lawsuit and whatever money that's owed or whatever can either go to the inmates or at the very least go to the jet, go to the prison and, and, and make it a more healthier facility. There's also been uh, reports about the food in there, how it's been molded. And, you know, things of that nature, man. It was, it was just a crazy uh, situation. And I would also, they're, they're also doing the, if I'm correct, the autopsies on the uh, nine inmates to see exactly how they died as well. So big up to Jay-Z on bringing awareness to everybody about the prison that's in uh, Parchment Prison, to be exact, in Mississippi. And a gunman, if y'all heard, I think it was in, yeah, it was in Milwaukee. I think, what did I say it happened Wednesday? When this guy opened fire at a uh, brewery that he worked in for 17 years as an electrician. And uh, the gunman's name <clears throat> is uh, Anthony Farrell, and he was 50, 51 years old. So, apparently, this guy, he, he uh, was an uh, electrician at the job. And... A couple of the co-workers were saying that all he ever did was, like, just sit down and watch movies on his phone and shit. So, I guess another electrician had got mad about the situation and approached him about it or, you know, took it to upper management or whatever. But one of the reasons why the gunman, uh, one of the gunmen he had took, uh, yeah, got mad at the other electrician and said that he felt like he was being discriminated because he was black. So the gunman that killed five people in Milwaukee was a black guy. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, yo, it, 
this this kind of shit is crazy, man. Like, he killed himself as well. And that's the thing that I don't understand about people. If your whole plan is to take yourself out, then why take others with you? Like, it just don't make sense to me. It makes no fucking sense to me whatsoever. If your whole goal is to, uh, you know, kill yourself, commit a heinous act of that nature, then I can't understand, I can't understand why, if you're going to do that, I can't understand why you're going to take people, innocent lives, that it was an argument, it could have easily got over it, and, you know, you've been there 17 years, so, did you just started feeling discrimination, or has this discrimination that you felt built up for some time, some years, and this is another reason why, you know, like, black people, we have this taboo about going to lay on somebody's couch and speaking about our problems but it's a lot of us that has mental health issues and we don't deal with it the correct way it it it, it uh our, our people has a tendency to suppress it and you know put alcohol over top of it and self-medicate the problem with alcohol, weed, and whatever else people may do. And uh, I think it's we, we got to shed some light and awareness on this and start letting our brothers and sisters know that, hey, if, 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 if you have mental health issues, there is help out here for that. You know, the, the sessions that you may have with a doctor, there would be patient doctor confidentiality, which means that nobody would know about it besides you and the doctor. So, you know, and whomever you decide to tell. So, uh, you know, it's just fucked up, man. And I'm not just saying this because it's a brother, but I just need to say this because I just want to bring awareness that we do suffer from depression. We as black men, we suffer from depression we suffer from hypertension. We suffer from all of those type of things that could cause bodily harm to us, especially as we get older. And in this guy's case right here, he was a young 51-year-old. You know, and and the reports are that he had, the argument was amongst him and one other electrician. So I'm just trying to figure out why he, you know, I don't understand why he took out the guy he was having an argument with, and I really can't wrap my brain around why he took out four more other people and then turned the gun on himself and do away with it. Like, it's just, it's, it's crazy, man, I swear. But, uh, nevertheless, these type of things do happen on the job. You hear it quite too often, and it, 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 the shaky part about it now that it seems to have become common. You know, so I don't know, but aside from that, a new studies out there <clears throat> Thursday shows that pedestrians' deaths uh, hit a 30-year high. In 2019, more than 6,500 people were killed, a 5% increase from year from uh, last year. <clears throat> and uh, a lot of this is from. Uh, distracted driving and walking with a smartphone and not paying attention and uh drugs and alcohol also factor in 
But I want to say one more thing about that. Like, the one thing, when I was reading this report, the one thing I was waiting on them to say was that a lot of people, especially at nighttime, have a tendency to walk in the streets with dark color clothing on. You know, they're quick to dot out in front of a car. And I'm like, you know, that's another thing, too, because I know, like, uh, my night driving is not <clears throat> as good as my day driving. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious, and I got to fix that. I'm working on getting glasses now. But, uh, and, and, and I've seen it several times where I'm up on a person before I realize it's a person because they got on dark clothing. Like damn man, you got on. I've seen them to where they got on black jeans or just black pants overall, black hoodie, black hat, and just blacked out. It's like 10, 11 o'clock at night, raining. I'm on my way to work, and you know, it's shit like that, man. So it, you know, it it, and a lot of times I just see people all the time walking the streets with their head down on their cell phone, man. I'm like, yo, y'all got to start looking up at times. They don't even see you pulling up to us to come in to uh, stop at the stop sign or anything. They just walk out there and heads directly in their phones, man, looking crazy. I'm like, damn, this this is crazy here. But uh, nevertheless, though, they said it's a 5% increase and over 6,500 people has been killed. So, I guess y'all need to stop walking while you're looking at your cell phones or looking at your cell phones while walking. Stop drinking and doing a whole bunch of other shit. Uh, and stop wearing light-colored clothes. Clothes, that would help as well. That would definitely help. And as always, y'all, it's your boy Blacker, and I appreciate y'all tuning in with me today on this cold-ass day in Lynchburg City once again. And uh, this is a leap year, so we got one more day in the month of February, which is tomorrow. And because of that, I will bring you my first podcast on a Saturday. And uh, I told you earlier during the month that I was going to be speaking on a lot of black history, and I didn't get around to it. So I'm definitely going to make sure I get a lot of that in tomorrow, some things I want to bring up. And it's your boy, B to the L8. Double K, eight, and I'm out. I'll catch y'all on the flip side. Peace.